Hi. You guys are getting so good at that. Thank you. Do you remember like nine months ago it was high? Cricket, chirp, chirp, chirp. I'm glad to hear you. I'm glad to see you. Merry Christmas. I'm going to do a little uh, housekeeping real fast, so excuse me. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Good. I had a great Christmas um, until yesterday when I tried together one of the gifts that we got the girls. And five hours later, it's still not together. And uh, yay! No, no, it's all good. We are doing something a little bit different today, and I hope that you'll bear with us. Um, Traditionally, um, you know, this, this time between Christmas and New Year's is where people start thinking about resolutions and things like that, and it seems like a very good time in the calendar year to um, do what, what Wesley referred to as a covenant service. And so, um, with your permission, we are going to go back and kick it old school, Wesley style, and do a Wesley covenant service. So... Um, it's going to be a little bit different, but I need your participation. So if you're with me, say yes. yes. If you're not with me yet, but you hope that your spirit will allow you to be with me in a few minutes, say yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Honesty isn't always the best policy, guys. <laughs> you should have lied and said yes the first time. So, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Each year we spend December season of Advent, waiting on Christ and the Christ child to arrive, preparing our hearts for the season of Christmas. Now we're currently in the Christmas tide season, which means we're between Christmas and what we refer to as epiphany, which is a term meaning to show or to reveal or to make known. I had a pastor um, once preach, and it's kind of like, do you remember the, the old V8 commercials? where they're doing something all of a sudden, oh, I could have had a V8. Epiphany is kind of like, it was there, but we didn't see it. And all of a sudden, bam, it was made known. It was revealed. It was shown to us. Um, in our Western churches, like we are, we remember the coming of the wise men, bringing gifts to the Christ child, who by doing reveal Jesus to the world as the king. These Gentiles, these Gentile pagans, while the religious establishment of the day remains completely oblivious to their newborn king. The religious leaders, along with Herod, to which the wise men first came, inquiring about the newborn king of the Jews, well, they all kind of go back to business as usual. They go back to worshiping those things that are most important to them. Power, prestige, possessions, wealth, education, all the comforts of life that they enjoy. And yet these wise men, these pagans from the East, well, their lives are changed forever. And they end up surprising themselves. Men who are used to bowing before kings and principalities and rulers they're shocked to discover 
that they truly can and do pay homage to this newborn baby, Jesus. Finally, here is one in which they can invest their faith and passions fully. Finally, here is one that they can truly worship, and they do. Laying down their most valuable possessions before the Christ child and committing from that moment on to live under his lordship and rule. Each year we focus on New Year's resolutions. We make plans to lose weight, spend more time with family, focus less on work, um, save more for retirement, be less grouchy, take more pictures. Um, you know the list. It goes on and on and on. We all have these resolutions that we want to make, and the first of the year seems like a great place to start. Some of my resolutions this year, um, I'll just open up and share with you. I decided that this year, I'm going to center a lot of my resolutions for this year based on what God has been teaching me this past year. Um, I think back of the sermon on Mary and Martha. I want to be a Mary. I want to be a Mary that sits at Jesus' feet, that isn't worried about doing things and, and always being helter-skelter. I want to be able to truly rest at the feet of Jesus and know him. I want to learn how to better live the Lord's Prayer. I want to learn how to better communicate with God the Father and hallow his name and to live every breath breathing in and out the grace that's found in that prayer. I want to be like the wise man who builds on something solid. I want to be like the person that's waiting for the bridegroom to return. All these things that we've been learning this past year. I want to learn how to live in the grace that is extended to both of the brothers. The prodigal one that left and the prodigal one that stayed. I think for Pastor Michelle and Pastor Matt and myself, um, I think I speak for us when I say that we want to be pastors that preach grace to all. But we also want to be pastors that challenge all of us this upcoming year. It's my prayer that our church family resolves to grow deeper in their faith with God and stronger in their acts of kindness and service to their community. Matt and Michelle and I pray that we'll lead you well by example serving you well, praying with you, encouraging you. Um, those are some of my resolutions, but that only comes when we commit our lives to complete obedience to the will of the Father. Half-hearted efforts are too small a sacrifice for our great Savior. We must be genuine in our love for God and our love for others. We must be complete Christians, not almost Christians. Um, there's a book titled Almost Christian. It's in your bulletin, the two excerpts, what the faith of our teenagers is telling the American church. And there are, there are quotes from two 18th century revivalist preachers. One um, is George Whitefield, and he says, an almost Christian chiefly is one that is fond of the form, but never experiences the power of godliness in his heart. And John Wesley echoed those words when he said, the church is full of almost Christians who've not gone all the way with Christ. 
So in the first covenant, back in the Old Testament, God chose Israel to be special people and to obey his law. And our Lord Jesus Christ, by his death and resurrection, has made a new covenant with all who trust in him. And we stand within this covenant and bear Christ's name. And part of God's part of the covenant is to keep his promises and to give us new life in Christ. Our part of the covenant is to live not for ourselves, but for God and for others. So as we serve Christ, there are many ways in which we may be called to serve. And to be honest, some will be easy, some may be hard. Some we may receive applause from others, and some may get kind of upset when we're doing the Father's will. Some we do because we're interested in it, and so it's easy to serve in that way. Others, it will take a true dine of our self-will to do what God wants, and we choose to do that. Christ will strengthen us and give us the power we need to do all these things. So friends, this morning it's my prayer that we claim the covenant that God has made with his people as our own today. Let us allow Christ to guide all that we do and all that we are going to do this coming year. Let us make this covenant with God today. Let us honor, give, let us give ourselves completely to him, trusting in his promises and relying on his grace. So this is going to be a different type of service. And as we continue today, it's my prayer that we enter into this participatory part of the service. So you're actually going to be saying things and singing things and responding and professing. Um, it's our time to recommit ourselves to God, this covenant-giving God. Using the, the model of John Wesley, who began this back in 1775, he thought it was a good idea every year to just take a moment and refocus and recommit our lives. Whether we're Christian believers that have been serving Christ for a long time or we are new believers, everyone is invited to come and focus on this covenant that God has given us. So this portion, I'm going to ask you to do some stuff. So first off, everybody shake it off, wake up. I want to be sure you're with me. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to participate in this Wesleyan covenant service? Y'all are scaring me a little bit. <laughs> now, I invite you and I encourage you to participate wholeheartedly. Uh, this is going to be different than our normal service. Um, it's going to be a lot more scripted and deliberate, intentional words used. Um, we don't always have a lot of the liturgy that other churches do, but the beauty is that Christ is found um, in this movement. And so um, I hope that you would indulge me for this service and maybe we'll do something a little different. Um, so um, I'm going to ask my wife and Pastor Michelle uh, to come up and Dave and Carrie are going to help up, hop up and help me a little bit. But let me pray for us as we begin. Gracious God, we worship you as creator. 
We worship you as preserver and sustainer of our lives. Thank you for this Christmas season that reminds us that you came to earth to experience human life. Thank you for the season of Lent that's upcoming, which reminds us of the lengths to which you were willing to go to show your love for us and to reconcile us to God through your suffering and your death on the cross. Indeed, gracious Father, through Jesus Christ, you have loved us with an everlasting love. We praise you and we acknowledge you as the Lord this day. Amen. The Christian life to which we are called is a life in Christ, redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. We have been admitted into this new covenant with God through Jesus Christ, our mediator, and by his own blood, he has sealed the covenant so that it might last forever. As we stand at the beginning of this new year, we remember the mercies of God to us this past year and the hope of his calling. We also take time this morning to examine ourselves in the light of his spirit, so that we can see if we have failed or fallen short in any way in faith and in practice. Lastly, we take the time to renew the covenant, which binds us to God, and we recommit ourselves to it. May our resolve be strengthened as we hear the word of the Lord taken from Deuteronomy, which talks about the covenant which bound Israel to God. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and on their foreheads. Write them on the doorpost of your houses and on your gates. And now, Israel... What does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. O Israel, carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do. All of you who are standing today in the presence of the Lord your God your leaders and chief men, your elders and officials, and all the other men of Israel, together with your children and your wives, and the foreigners living in your camp, which chop your wood and carry your water. You are standing here in order to enter into a covenant with the Lord your God, a covenant the Lord is making with you this day and sealing with an oath to confirm you this day as his people, that he may be your God as he promised you and as he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'm making this covenant with its oath, not only with you who are standing here with us today in the presence of the Lord your God, but also with those who are not here today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love That it would take my place That it would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would 
covenant with God, it is important to recognize our continuing need for confession. In our theological tradition, we have tended to connect confession only to the moment when we turn to Christ for salvation. Uh, but scripture validates, and John Wesley affirmed, that even Christians need to pray a prayer of confession on a regular basis. Uh, in Wesley's own words, the most holy among us is subject to a thousand infirmities which spring from our fallenness. So our shortcomings and failings need the atoning blood of Christ, as well as our sins. All of us must daily recognize our need for the cleansing work of Christ. And so today, we join together in humbly confessing our sins and shortcomings to God. Would you join me as we confess together? O oh God, you've shown us the way of life through your Son, Jesus Christ. We confess with shame our slowness to learn of him, our failure to follow him, and our reluctance to bear the cross. Have mercy on us, Lord, and forgive us. We confess the poverty of our worship, the neglect of fellowship, and our hesitating witness for Christ, our evasion of responsibilities and service, and our imperfect stewardship of your gifts. Have mercy on us, Lord, and forgive us. Now, let each of us in silence Make our individual confession to God. Bow with me. Have mercy on us, O oh God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion Blot out the stain of our sin. Wash us clean from our guilt. Purify us from sin and we will be clean. Wash us and we will be whiter than snow. <laughs> Give us back our joy again. You have broken. Now let us rejoice. Don't keep looking at our sins. Remove the stain of our guilt. Create in us clean hearts, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within us. Do not banish us from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us again the joy of your salvation and make us willing to obey you.
word of the Lord from our New Testament Gospels. The two Gospel readings that follow are places where we find Jesus reinterpreting the covenant that God made with Israel in new and radical ways. Please stand as we hear the word of the Lord. John 15, 1-8 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be made even more fruitful. You've al- you, have already clean- you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And now hear the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus invites us into a covenant relationship with God. Nowhere is this more evident than when Jesus invites us to pray what has become known as the Lord's Prayer. It is a community prayer. It's a prayer of commitment, and it was meant to be prayed by all who claim to be followers of Christ. It expresses our desire together to see God's kingdom revealed among us. So join with me in praying the prayer this morning. Would you pray? Our Father Father, who is in heaven, heaven, holy holy is your your name. Your Your kingdom kingdom come. Your will be done on on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. Lord, This is the covenant of God's people. Lord, we give ourselves completely to you. Assign us to our place in your creation. Let us suffer for you. Give us the work you would have us to do. Give us many tasks or have us step aside while you call others. Put us forward or humble us. Give us riches or let us live in poverty. We freely give all that we are and all that we have to you. And now, holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are ours and we are yours. May this covenant made on earth continue for all eternity in heaven. Amen. Just as Michelle read, let's read that together. Lord, we give ourselves completely to you. Assign us to your place in your creation. Let us suffer for you. Give us the work you would have us to do. Give us many tasks or have us step aside while you call others. 
put us forward or humble us. Give us riches or let us live in poverty. We freely give all that we are and all that we have to you. And now, Holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are ours and we are yours. May this covenant made on earth continue for all eternity in heaven. Now, let us celebrate the renewal of our commitment to our Lord at the table that he has prepared for us. These symbols of his body broken for us and his blood shed for us remind us that his grace is with us always to sustain us and enable us to remain in covenant with him now and always. Matthew 26 tells us, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine, and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. As we head, as we head to communion... We remember the sacrifice that Christ made. Um, this is an open table. We believe this is for all who truly seek to know Christ. Um, we believe that this is for the saint as well as a salvific option for the sinner. That you can come as you are and receive these elements. Um, just a couple of... Um, instructions um, John will be helping this group if you'll come towards the inner aisle and work your way around same with these two aisles and that section if you'll go over there please um, as Michelle just read we were reminded the night that our Lord was to be betrayed that um, he took very common elements in a very uh, traditional service a very traditional setting Passover meal where they remembered what God had done so many years ago while they were held captive in Egypt and yet before they were to be released the tenth plague would devastate Egypt and those who had the blood on the doorposts the angel of death would pass over and so they celebrated this Passover event and he took this common bread and he transformed it it no longer was used for the old covenant but it was now going to re represent something new it would re it would take on the representation of his body which would be broken for all humanity and in the same way he took the cup and he said this once represented the old covenant but it now represents the new covenant that I am making and fulfilling even now. And we knew that we know that in mere hours Jesus would die and shed his blood on the cross for us. And so as he says, take this, drink this, and remember, the blood is shed for you. We invite you to come as David um, continues to sing, Take My Life and Let It Be. I encourage you to join in. 
this is a serious moment in that we are committing to God that we want to live for him, but it need not be somber. This is a joy to serve our king. It is our greatest fulfillment to live our lives as we were created for our creator. And so I encourage you to come in a celebratory manner to receive the elements today, knowing that you have a purpose. God has a plan for you. He's made provision for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins, and we can enter into this covenant with our Creator who always keeps His promises, and we can celebrate the covenant that we have with Him. So David's going to start singing, and as you're ready, I invite you to come up and take the elements. Father, thank you that you invite us into this relationship. We join wholeheartedly and willingly this covenant relationship with you to live our lives day by day for you and your kingdom. Amen. Let me give you a benediction. As Jesus left his disciples, um, he gave them instructions as to how to live out their lives. And so this coming year, may we live our lives this way. All heaven and authority has been given to Christ on heaven and earth. Therefore, may we go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And may we all learn to obey everything that Christ has commanded us. And may you always remember that surely Christ is with you even until the ends of the earth. Go in peace.